0: Could Be Worse podcast. Sam and Cara share their friendship, ups and downs, relationships, business ventures, failures, successes, and everything in between. Positively showing and believing no matter how bad life can get, it always could be worse. In this episode, Sam talks about her pet care business and how it all began and how it became the success that it is today.
1: Hi Sam, how are you today? I am good, thank you. Back in the nervous side, back on the nervous side of the fence, should I say? Yes, yeah, so I've got to see time for you. So we have decided
0: that, well I decided actually, <laughs> uh, that I wanted to know more about your incredible business. And this, well the business that you've got is basically how I came to know you as well. So could you please tell us about your wonderful business?
1: Okay, um, well, basically, it is a pet care business, so we offer various different services to pet owners, um, mainly for dogs, um, but a few of our services do cater to other animals as well, um, but our main business is dogs, um, so we offer, at the moment, we do dog grooming, we do dog walking, we do doggy daycare, we do dog boarding um, and we also offer a pet taxi service and we also do a um, like pet feeding visits. I didn't know you did pet well. taxi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's a pet taxi? So basically, some people find it hard to get their animals to the vet. So if they don't drive, oh, okay, um, or you know if they're relocating somewhere, we've done a few like relocations down to Cornwall and stuff like that, and just driven their pets down there. Um, yeah, so I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a that's a little well, that's go. a little part of it you don't know about.
0: So you groom my dogs. I do. And also, well, you don't walk them now, but you always no. did do. Yeah. I mean, you had to carry my, my little <laughs> well, we walked up. her,
1: pushed her in a buggy. <laughs> We'd, like, run after her when she decided she could walk. I know. She, she, was, an she, event, she was an eventful she, dog. She, she was. She, she, she pretended she couldn't walk, and then all of a sudden, she'd just take off, like, a bolt. <laughs> yeah, she'd just run. Yeah, I've had those occasions when I had to run after her as well.
0: Bless her. Um, yeah, so... but. One of the other things that you do, one of the main things you do, and you're very good at it because you have won awards, mm-hmm. is you are a dog groomer. I am. So did you always want to be a
1: dog groomer? Um, no, no, not at all. Um, when I, I left school early, mm-hmm. um, I got kicked out of school, should I say. Did you? Um, yeah. I oh. I school. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Me out. I say I left, but um, basically I knew what I was going in the office for. So I went in and said, I'm leaving. <laughs> she was like, well, we're kicking you out. And I was like, well, that's the feel is mutual. <laughs> so yeah, whatever way it happened, I left school um, earlier than I should. And I actually moved out when I was 15. Um, I was determined to, I don't know why, um, but I was determined to move out of home. My mum was lovely, it was nothing to do with my mum. Um, and I did, and I we, I was working at a cafe um, in a theatre with my mum, which she was running at the time, and we we moved out and I started, um, I was in the doing the cafe and then my first job was working at a butcher's come catering company after school, which are family friends, Scotts the Butchers down in Carlshelton, who are amazing. Um, so I was in the sort of catering chain, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, I thought I wanted to be a chef, so I did spend um, a good few years working in kitchens um, and worked my way up quite high in that. Um, but it got to the point where I decided that it wasn't for me, mainly because it was such a male dominant industry. And although I'm very hardy in that sense, and it didn't it didn't bother me that like. The general feeling you got of being a woman in the kitchen, Um, I was, you know, able to handle myself, but it was just not, you know, you just don't want to spend your whole working life trying to prove yourself. No, you know, it's not a great feeling. Um, And then I met my partner Billy, and working in catering is really low paid until you get where you want to be, and I still had years to go. um,
0: Hours were they? And the hours?
1: That's yeah, the hours. So it's like you know i was working all the hours you socialize with the people you date the people you work with yeah you do everything with the people you work with um and i met billy who i didn't work with um just i met him in my second job because i used to go and work in a pub um to earn some extra money because i stupidly moved out when i was 15 and um i decided i you know i can't have a life outside of what i'm doing as work yeah so i um i left chef work which i used to do every summer i used to save up all winter and then it was too hot to work in the kitchen in summer so i used to have the whole summer off um which was great for my partying So yeah, I met Binning. It was it wasn't going to work. So I went down to the job centre and I was looking through jobs. And I just the only other section of jobs I was looking was animals because that was my only other passion. And I've oh, okay. always been really passionate about animals since I was a little girl, being completely animal crazy. And yeah, that's how it happened. I, the job came up for a dog bather in South Croydon. I was like, oh, yeah, I fancy that. Yeah. And I went off to this interview and the lady said um I, she said you're right you've got to do a trial day i said perfect because you know i didn't have many qualifications and i didn't have um i'm not academic so i hate the thought of interviews um so she said work a day we'll see how you get on perfect so i've done a day's shift but the end of the day i came up and she went you've got the job and i knew she had another five people um lined up for interviewing and I said oh what about the other girls you're interviewing she said oh, I'm cancelling she said, I've, she said you, you're a natural you've got that was great you, yeah, yeah you've got a natural ability to this like you bathed and dried 18 dogs today, I had 18 and I didn't have to send she never said so I didn't have to send any of them back it's like you've been doing this forever you do so, have an acrobatics really yeah you so do, it was yeah. like wow it, yeah. I sort of felt like oh this is me you know yeah. so I spent two years working there but yeah no I never I, you know dog grooming was never one of Something I thought I wanted to be a vet, but soon realised that I wasn't academic enough and I wasn't cut out for going to uni for five, six years. Do
0: you find though, when you say you're not academic, I know academic Mm. enough, I know what you're like now. Mm. So, what is it you think from school? I mean, when I look at it, it's like that. I hear of so many people (laughs) who didn't do. What they sh- not, not what they should have done, but you, know, you say you got kicked out and school wasn't for you, you weren't yeah. ac- academic, yet you're in this amazing business now, you're running this amazing business now.
1: Yeah, and um, it, one of my main things about grooming at the moment is there's a lot of, um, of the top groomers and they're trying to push that everyone has to be qualified. And it really upsets me because I think professions like these open up doors for people like me mm-hmm. that um, haven't necessarily done amazingly in school. Um, don't like the thought of sitting exams and written work and stuff and I think and i I strongly put my message of course regularly to them that it's the wrong approach because um, being qualified in this industry industry doesn't mean anything you know yeah. you, you can get qualified as a dog groom in 20 days it doesn't mean you can groom a dog. No. It does not. I know I know that for a fact. I've had girls in here I've interviewed that have completed their Level 3 City and Guilds yeah. grooming qualification. They can't groom a dog. No. So, sorry, that was my phone call. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, when I say I'm not academic, I mean I'm not mentally cut out. My brain doesn't work in the way I was sitting, studying. Like, I'm hands-on,
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to be able to learn in different ways as well.
1: Yeah, and I think school, you know, one thing I disagree with with the whole schooling thing is that they don't cater for children to learn in different ways. It's sort of if you're not, if you don't fit into this bracket, then you're made to feel like you're not clever. And that's how I felt at school.
0: And do you feel it's still like that at school now? Because obviously my kids are not at school. I do
1: with my little boy. He goes through the same thing as me. Really? You know, he's not academic in any way. He struggles to learn and he needs a lot of support. And he's made to feel stupid at school. He tells me I'm Mm. stupid. He'll say that, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's a big thing for me. I I don't think it caters for every child. And just because a child doesn't shine in school and come out of A grades they could have an amazing talent like dancing like exactly dog grooming like yeah. carpentry like
0: there's so many other things. things and you you hear so many people that have done amazing things in their life that have no education haven't done well at school yeah. they haven't done well at school doesn't mean that you shouldn't work hard no. well at school No, <laughs> we're not no, saying that but no if
1: you're if you are if that's your thing and you're good at it brilliant mm-hmm. you know it's an easy path to go down it's a great path to go down and it's really easy nowadays it's like but at the same time, if you're not that way and you, or you've got a child that feels they're stupid because they're not doing that, just really try and find... Give them loads of hobbies. You know, yeah. I let Roddy go to any... Every club I see, I sign him up to because he might find something that he's got a passion for while he's doing one of these activities. Yeah. And then hopefully that will build his confidence in like, OK, I'm not, I'm not great at English, but I can build I mean, a rocket, you know? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, I mean, we have had quite in-depth conversations about... School and homework, but again, that's another podcast we're going to do. At, yeah, that would that, be an interesting Because one, we've got definite views and different views as well yeah. about, about that. Yeah, that would be things, a really interesting we'll one. we do actually. that another time. But going back to you and your business, so it's like you're telling us about not being academic. So, what made you decide to have your own business? Because surely that would have been a quite a scary thing for you to think, I'm going to do my own business.
1: Yeah, I don't really think I thought about it like that, to be honest. Um, I I worked at the groomers for two years and realised, you know, they wouldn't train me up as a groomer. The boss wouldn't train me because she obviously knew that I'd go. So I was always the assistant groomer. But what I learned to do was to do my work super fast, um, get everything done, and then I'd I'd try and have an hour at the end of the day where I could just go upstairs and watch oh, it's all going on around here, tonight. sirens going <laughs> on. <laughs> sirens going on, there's people bell, the police, they're going... Um, yeah, so I used to watch the groomers... Okay. ...every day, and in the end, one of the head groomers there, Jane, she said, she was like, oh, you're, you're driving me mad. She was like, I'm going to teach you some basics. So she started teaching me, and then a couple of customers couldn't have their dogs in the salon because they had heart conditions or they were really old, so my boss would say... None of the other girls wanted to go and groom the dog in the house with the customer there. Apparently that was quite scary. didn't bother me. I was like, I'm going to do it. (laughs) I'll do that. Yeah. She was like, all right, then off you go. So I used to go and do home grooms. Um, And then when I left there, I couldn't actually start to finish groom a dog. And that will tell you how long it takes to learn the grooming. Because I've been working there for two years and we've done 30 dogs a day. So wow. when someone comes to me and says, oh, "I worked on a twenty-day course," I'm you're like, like, "No, no," because I know how long it takes. I know. It... I know how hard it is because I, I. tried.
0: I tried to groom Teddy whilst we were in lockdown. <laughs> oh, no,
1: we are it, in lockdown. It, went, it, was re- it like, went
0: really well, didn't
1: it? I, do. <laughs> I sent you pictures, and you're like what have you done <laughs> it, it was a shocking attempt guys it was it really was not that good, attempt, <laughs> but no i don't think i thought back to what i was trying to say i don't think i thought that i didn't think about the business side of it um I, in my head i was just going to go and work for myself um and to be fair the business side I, i've never really got to grips with i still haven't i've just employed my sister instead and she does it all um i'm good at dog grooming and i'm good at working with dogs I'm not a natural businesswoman. I don't do, I know, accounts, paperwork, all, all the admin side of a business.
0: Yeah. I'm shocking it. But when I listen to, because um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, when I listen <laughs> to people that are successful, that's what they say. Do what you're good at. Yeah. And then employ people to do the things that you're not that You're not good, good at. Not so good
1: at. So yeah. you can actually spend the time... But it it took me a while to work that out because I used to really stress my, like, once my business took off, at the first it was just, you know, pocket money. Luckily, I had a Billy who was amazing and he was earning good money plastering and building. Yeah. So he was able to support us while I built the business up. And at first I had, you know, like one dog a week to walk and maybe a groom, you know, and that was for a good two two three years this went on at this yeah. level and you know i used to cry at night and this is never gonna work and everyone just said just keep going it's you know it wasn't in, i didn't it was okay the situation mm-hmm. billy was paying for everything so i i think i don't think the actual importance of the business bit of it sunk in for quite a few years and then when it did and i suddenly had to start doing all this it became important to start doing to to remain legal, to start yeah. doing all the business side of it, I started really feeling crap about myself and being sort of very sort of putting myself down like, oh, you know, what do you think you're doing? You yeah. can't do this. You, you're well out of your comfort zone, all that sort of stuff. Um, and at the time, I, ne- I know I didn't listen to podcasts or anything like that, so I didn't have anyone to inspire me or anything. So it was myself. I had to do it, you know, I'd done it myself. And I said, like, no, you've, you know, you've come this far keep going you'll learn it all and i did for years i tried to do my books and i tried to do this and it was all a horrible stress that made what i love not so enjoyable yeah um and that's when um i i'd started to listen to podcasts and i'd heard that many many times and i thought yeah i need to get someone to do that for me and someone you trust and someone i trust and in came my sister emma Who now is the most invaluable part of my business? Like, I could not live without that girl. She Mm. runs my whole business. She's amazing. Yeah, oh, all the time. (laughs) I was gonna say. Oh, I tell her all all the time. Like, she knows. (laughs) I make her fully aware. So, yeah, I don't think I put as much thought as I probably should have. But I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have scared myself yeah, if I thought, thought about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't have done it. You
0: would never have done it. So, how has your business grown today? What I mean, what is your business today? Because I know we're, I didn't see you right at the very beginning, but I, I've seen you through many yeah. stages to yeah. where
1: you are. So, and it's been, you know, it's been, it's been a journey. We've been operating for 16, 17 years now, um, and where we are now. So, where we started was I started it in my nan's garage. So I converted her garage into a grooming room and I had her utility room and I'm, there was no windows. It was very dark and dingy in there and I spent eight years in there on my own grooming and had a few daycare dogs. And that's how it that was the starting point. Um, and as I said that was for a good eight years. Um, in that eight years, it just grew and grew and grew. You know, my reputation was from grooming. I think when you produce good work, you get customers. Because well, so, people see
0: it. Because I know when I've been out when yeah. like, Teddy's been groomed. Like, oh, he looks good. You know where'd you get him done? You know because yeah. also people want because people want to trust somebody they're going to hand their dogs over to. Because I know when I, before when I've been to a groomer before you and he came back and they'd cut his nails too sure. short and you know and you know he would put his he would pull his um, paws away right. from you. But now he's fine. Yeah. But it's things like that. I'd never go back to that place again.
1: Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because um, people care a lot more about their dogs than they do their own children. <laughs> and that's the truth. Like, no, do I tell do like white girls that? Yeah, no, they do. It's all you, yeah, they do. <laughs> people do. You know, and I'll say to them, like, daycare, they'll say, oh, how many people are super... How many... And I said, do you send your kids to school? And they said, yeah. I said, well, it goes to a class with 30 kids in oh, it and one teacher. No. <laughs> like, that's one to 30, and you're worried about my one to six ratio in daycare. Oh, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> But people, you know, people did. So we've actually grown from a garage, um, me on my own. Um, when Billy when I got pregnant with Ronnie, my partner Billy joined the business. Um, he was plastering, but he came and joined the business because we were we were busy by then and um he took over the dog walking and helped run the business. Um and we've moved for a few different premises, but at, currently we've got a shop with our own house accommodation upstairs um and we actually do so we yeah we run it from a shop we've got a team of staff we've just got our own piece of land that we're fencing in we're building a wet room extension um you know there's five of five staff on my payroll so to go from where it was to now to me is huge and i'm really really
0: super proud of it you should be proud <laughs> you should be really proud and it is it is amazing to see <laughs> obviously the you know what, you said 16 years you've been yeah. going so I've known you for 11 so yeah. I, I've seen the journey obviously from from then on so what do you see for your future with
1: what your uh, goals
0: what do you what are your yeah, plans so many
1: that's um so many goals <laughs> and so many plans um it's yeah I just I need to I, I wouldn't even know where to start. Like, my head is so full of goals and plans. But my main one is we're setting up the land. We're going to do dog agility courses. We're going to rent our land out to people with dogs that are reactive, that can't let them off the lead. We've got Serena, who's my um, adopted daughter. That's a whole other story. And... Um, but she works with me and she lives with me and she is going off to uni to become a behaviourist. Oh, is she? So we're going to have our own pet care cottage behaviourist on site, which is amazing. There's not another daycare with oh, that. Oh, wow,
0: I didn't know that either. Yeah, so
1: that's you know that's going to be huge. Um, she so should really, be
0: great at that. Yeah, and
1: it's, it's really exciting mm. because although I could never complete the five years, I've, she's going to go and do it, but I'm going to get to learn with her. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, we're starting puppy classes and we've got loads of plans for our new land um but the big goal is to get this place so it's running itself so i've got an amazing team of staff that are running the business um i'd like to buy the premises that we're in because we're on a lease at the moment and eventually buy a lovely big place in the countryside where we can do you know we can take the boarding dogs back to in the evenings um Stuff like that, but this place is run by itself. That's my that's my goal. Yeah, it's to buy to be able to buy this place and from this place doing amazing, and then buy ourselves a lovely house and have the upstairs as like staff accommodation for oh, be, whoever the staff. Cool. Yeah, so really that, that's the ultimate goal for it. So, we, ma- we made it this far. I'm, I'm, I'm I have confident. no doubt. I have no doubt <laughs> in you that you'll so be able to do well that. Well, you've just succeeded in buying your first house. I know. You? So,
0: yeah. There's hope for me. Yeah, yet. <laughs> honestly, I've got no doubt that you will do it. Because when you set your mind to something, you do it so. It's... Well,
1: normally, yeah, that's that's what I like to tell myself.
0: <laughs> so you do There might be a few detours along the way, but you get there in the end. We get there in the end. Well, we, yeah, we certainly do. So, what advice would you give to anybody that is looking to either want to become a dog groomer, or set up their own pet care business, or even just start their own business? Full stop.
1: Go for it. Don't think too much about it. Go. You'll learn on your way. There's pe- there's so many people out there, and even more so now with social media and stuff. There's so much help out there. There's so many people willing to help you grow. If you show people that you want to do something and you have a passion, people will help you. Like I'm there now. You know, if if someone came into my shop and said, "Oh, I, you know, I want to become a dog groomer. How do I?" I'd happily do everything I can to help them do that. <clears throat> because once you've achieved what you want to do in life it's so nice to be able to help others to do that because it's such an amazing ach- uh, feeling to, to you know to actually do achieve make your achievements happen in life um so yeah my big bit of advice is go for it just go for it if you want to do something do it don't don't think don't I think we all do that it's overthinking isn't it that's what stops us doing everything yeah.
0: stop think thinking too much just get on and do yeah. it
1: yeah, and that yeah. is what I done. I didn't. I didn't think about it. I just done it. You know, I went and I just went and bought a van. I got some insurance and I got some leaf. I didn't have a clue what I was doing.
0: But I think a lot of times it's also following your gut instinct as yeah. well,
1: and yeah. don't let other people put other people in are, your yeah head. that's the thing yeah. other people you know all the way through you know luckily I'm really quite thick skin so I don't really take much notice but all the way you know people say oh what are you doing oh why are you, what are you doing that for? Yeah. Or we, well, that won't work. Oh, that's silly. You know, people say these things all the time. Um, but I think as long as you've got a passion and you've got a love for what you want to do, you'll make it work. There's actually no reason why not. No, you will. You'll make it work. So, thank you.
0: I think that's been a brilliant insight into you and your business. It oh, was and lovely talking about. It. Yeah, no, it is amazing. And it is, like, like we say, if anybody out there has got a
1: dream... Go chase it. Go and chase that (laughs) dream. Go and chase that dream because it makes, yeah, I can speak from experience. I get up every morning. I've made my life, my working life, which is your whole life, isn't it? That's all we do is work, right? So I've made that part of my life something I love. I get up every morning and I can't wait to go. No, and truly love it. Yeah. Like, I never get on a Sunday and think, oh, it's work tomorrow. I don't get that. I'm like, oh, yeah. Someday, you know, yep. I can't wait for it to happen. I love it. So, if you know, if you can make that happen, do everything in your path, in your power, to do it, is my advice. Very inspiring. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sam. <laughs>